Hello guys, welcome back to the G-Show. This is the 18th episode of the G-Show. If you're a new listener, this podcast is about sports, and that's really all I talk about. If you want to follow my social media where I post about when the G-Show is being posted, it's in the bio. And if you're a new listener, tell your friends and family about the G-Show. So yeah, guys, let's get into the podcast. Alright guys, first of all, I want to talk about the NFL game currently going on right now. The Washington Redskins Philadelphia Eagles are playing in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles at 5-6 and six are beating the Washington Redskins 14-13 um, with 6 minutes and 10 seconds left in the third quarter. The Redskins back up quarterback Cole McCoy went down, so now they're back to Mark Sanchez, who has bounced around from team to team for his whole career. Mark Sanchez went eight, is 8 for 12 for 76 yards with a 6.3 average. His quarterback rating is 84. And Cole McCoy, who started the game for the Redskins, was 4 for 4 for 50 yards with 12.5 yards on average for play and 118.8 quarterback rating. The leading rusher for Washington Redskins are is Adrian Peterson. He's still in the league. I know he's really old, but he's still surprising. Take carries for 95 yards with 11.9 average and one TD. And his longest rush was 90 yards. And the leading receiver for Washington is Josh Doxson out of TCU with three receptions for 51 yards and an average of 17 yards per catch. His long was 32 and he had five targets. Now for Philadelphia, Carson Wentz has been 18 through 24 for 224 yards with 9.3 average yards per play with a TD and an interception. His quarterback rating is 100. The leading rusher for Philadelphia is Josh Adams with 11 carries for 32 yards and a 2.9 average per rush with 11 as long. Darren Sproles came back from injury. This is his first game back. He has three carries for 17 yards. His average is 5.7 yards per carry and he has one TD as long as 14 rushing yards. And a leading receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles is Golden Tate with five receptions for 71 yards with 14.2 yards on average per catch. And he has one TD as long as 32, and he has five targets. The Philadelphia Eagles have finally found a way to incorporate Golden Tate. I know I was hearing that Philadelphia was having quite some hard time uh, incorporating Golden Tate, but they have finally figured it out. So that's good to see for Philadelphia. And then the second leading receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles is uh, Zach Ertz with six receptions for 64 yards with a 10.7 average per catch and 20 long in seven targets. Um, The way the Redskins have scored so far is Adrian Peterson's uh, 90-yard rush for a TD. And they have had two... Field goals to make it 13 points on the other side of the ball. Carson Wentz has thrown a touchdown to Golden Tate. And uh, Darren Sproles has ran to the end zone for the Eagles. Um, obviously, there's no other games on, so there's not too much report on the NFL. The biggest headlines today are from the NFL, and I, I use... Uh, um, ESPN for my facts, so they're accurate all the time. Um, Packers, Rodgers will not say in the new coach. If you don't know, Mike McCarthy 
was fired. And so I guess people thought, well, maybe Aaron Rodgers will get to pick the next coach or have an influence because he's a star quarterback. But as it says right here, the Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers involved in picking a new head coach. So they, I guess they just want their league, their office to pick, not their uh, star player to. And uh, apparently now another thing of Hunt is uh, Hunt involved in January nightclub incident. So another thing going against Kareem Hunt. It says here in the article that former Kansas City running back Kareem Hunt was involved in January of last year with in a club. It says Mantle police that he was beaten by former NFL running back George Akinson and other men, including Hunt, according to a police obtained. And this was in Kansas City area. The man said he was coming to the defense of a friend who had been shot by Atkinson. Told police he was treated at North Kansas City Hospital for a broken rib, broken dose of multiple contusions. Kansas City police told TMZ that the accuser stopped cooperating and that neither Atkinson nor Hunt was arrested. No charges were filed. The woman who was seen being shot and kicked by Hunt in a video released last week by TMC also not filed charges. Hunt was placed in the commissioner's exempt list after the release of the video, and Chiefs waived him because he said Hunt was not truthful, so he lied like I said yesterday. And I bet he's going to be lying about this today. In, the, in an interview over the weekend with ESPN's Lisa Salters, Hunt took responsibility for his actions in the video. He said it was just a long night, Hunt said. To be exact, it didn't, don't really matter what happened. I was in the wrong. I could have taken responsibility and made the right decision to way to de-escalate the situation. Hunt was also led to uh, punch a man at a high resort in June, by, but TMZ reported that the man said he was not injured and not pursue charges. So as you can see, Kareem Hunt is quite a violent person. And... I don't think he had a father figure growing up, so he doesn't have discipline. So he's doing this dumb stuff. So I think uh, this could be a lot for a team to handle when he comes back to NFL, which I think he will, because they haven't even filed charges on him yet. So I still think uh, he'll be playing. Another news, Redskins' Allen explains his decision to claim Foster. Um, if you don't know, Foster, who was a... Uh, San Francisco 49er was cut by the team for drugs. But in this is Bruce Allen said the team conducted its own investigation to linebacker Ruben Foster, and that led them to feel secure that there's more to his story than he had been reported. Allen said that after researching Foster's incident in Tampa, he was arrested for domestic violence on November 25th. They heard a side of story that is different. Redskins, Redskins claim that Foster three days after he was arrested and two days after he was released by the 49ers, it led to intense criticism and questions about why the team would claim him rather than waiting to see how the legal procedures unfold. But the Redskins say they didn't know they'd be the only team to put in a waiver claim. The NFL placed Foster on the commissioner's exempt list, so he cannot play. It can only attend meetings and get treatment. The Redskins did not talk to anyone, the police, or the alleged victim. Senior Vice President of Player Personnel Doug Williams said the Redskins had can candid conversations with some of the Alabama players in the roster. The Redskins have seven players from Alabama where Foster played. Five de defensive players were 
um, teammates of Foster's. So they had a kind of an inside view on the situation. And it says that multiple people in the organization have said that Redskins knew they'd be criticized for claiming Foster. Allen reiterated that belief. We know that there would be some assumption of guilt. The Redskins also know Foster might never play for them, depending on what happened legally. The NFL Foster was cleared earlier this year of a similar charge. The same victim reenacted her her state story. If Foster does play, Allen said he doesn't know whether his play will outweigh the public relations. So I guess what he's trying to say there is he did something wrong, or apparently he did something wrong, and he knew that the Redskins were going to get backlash for it, but he says he doesn't know if the off-the-field issues is going to affect his um, play on the field. Um, Seattle Seahawks running back Chris Carson won't miss time. He injured his finger the, this past game, but I guess it's uh, not serious enough for the Seattle Seahawks to bench Chris Carson. But the Seattle Seahawks have been the best rushing team in the league for the last couple of weeks, so they have a really dynamic backs. So they really need the running back, so Russell Wilson has a running game. And the last top headline is Bengals are – to lose A.J. Green, their star wide receiver out of Georgia for three to four months. He had uh, ankle issues. And then this last game, he got carted off um, due to, he. I guess he re-injured it or he sprained it or something, but he uh, had to get carted off during the game. So really sad for the Bengals. It's a real loss because I know he's their star. So they're really going to miss him. And now we're going to be sliding into the NBA. Right now, with 50.9 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Rockets are losing to the Timberwolves 102-89. The Rockets being 11-11 and Timberwolves being 11-12. Jeff T. dismissed his free throws because I guess Houston's already fouling them to uh, slow down the time. Now he's 2-for-2. But Carl Anthony Towns got the rebound, so they keep concession. James Harden has 29 points with four rebounds and assists for the leading scorer for the Rockets. But the Rockets don't have CP3. And Carl Anthony Towns with 24 points, 11 rebounds, three assists as a leader for the Timberwolves. A lot of teams now have their centers scoring the most, more than their guard play. In the fourth quarter with six seconds left, the Los Angeles Clippers, who are 15-7, and seven, are leading the New Orleans Pelicans who are 12 and 12, 128 to 124. Danilo Gallinari is the leader for Los Angeles with 24 points, five rebounds, four assists, while Drew Holiday is the leader for New Orleans Pelicans, 32 points, four rebounds, 14 assists. The next game is the Thunder. They are 15 and 7. Verse, and they're playing the Pistons, who are 13-8. They're winning 110-83. Well, they won 110-83. And the leaders for those teams were Stephen Adams with 21 points for OKC. And the leader for Detroit was Blake Griffin with 20 points with five rebounds, four assists. Another game that happened earlier was the Golden State Warriors, who are 16-9 and 5-7 away. Who beat the Atlanta Falcons 128 to 111? And top performers were 
Kevin Durant, who is 28 points and five rebounds. And John Collins, who has 24 points and 11 rebounds, was the leader for the Hawks. If you don't know, Trey Young is on the Hawks, and he's a real stud. He's a rookie point guard. That's a lot of pressure for someone in the league to be starting at a point guard position. So, But he's been playing a really role recently. This is a bad game coming up. It's the Cavaliers versus the Nets. Cavaliers won 99 to 97. The Cavaliers improved to 5 and 18 as the Nets fall to 8 and 17. The top performers for Cleveland was Tristan Thompson with 19 points, 14 rebounds, and 2 assists. While D'Angelo Russell was the leader for the Brooklyn Nets with 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. So that was a really high competition game. And the Washington Wizards, who were 10-14, won 110-107 against the New York Knicks. The Knicks go to 8-17, 4-7 at home. Bradley Beal is the top scorer for the Wizards with 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. As Ian Cantor was the leader for the Knicks with 13 points, 16 rebounds, and 2 assists. Pretty sad for the Knicks. And the last game was the... Denver Nuggets versus Toronto Raptors. Nuggets were 16-7, and they won 106-103. That's the Raptors, who snapped their six-game winning streak. The Raptors are 20-5 and and 10-3 as they lose to the Nuggets 106-103. Nikola Jokovic had 23 points, 11 rebounds, 15 assists. While Kawhi Leonard had 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. Nuggets are a really good team. And they just proved that as they beat the best team in the league. Because the best team right now is the Raptors, surprisingly, which I didn't expect. I definitely thought that the uh, Celtics were going to be the best team in the East. So I'm really surprised that... uh, the Toronto Raptors are better, but I think the Boston Celtics have more talent than the Raptors obviously do. But so this is a real shock overall that the Raptors, who traded Demar Rosen to to get Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, but I think the um, Raptors are really happy because they got two two good players for. And Gary, one good player, wasn't really helping their team. Um, in the college football scoreboard, number 18, Iowa beat number, t- uh, no, never mind. Number 10, MSU, Michigan State University beat number 18, Iowa. I'm just going through these scores really quick. I'm sure you guys don't really care about college hoops right now. Number four, U- University of Virginia beat uh, Morgan Town 83 to 45. Number 12, Wisconsin beat Rutgers 69 to 64. And number 11, Florida State beat Troy 60, uh, 83 to 67. And now we're going to transition to hockey. Um, there's only three games today the Predators, uh, who are on ESPN Plus, or 18 1, um, leading the game 2 1 against the Sabres in the third period with 19 minutes and 18 seconds left. 
Um, Sean Reinhardt has another goal. And Ellis and Felia for the Nashville Predators both scored to put the um, Predators up to one. And then the other game is the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars. Um, last play was Muriel Hoskins, shot blocked by Chris Russell. Uh, the score is Jay's Dixon who has fifth goal of the season to put the Stars up 1-0 in the second period with four minutes and 38 seconds left. And the Devils earlier today beat the, uh, I meant the Lightning early beat the Devils. They proved into 20-7 as the Devils fall to 9-12. The top performers of that game was Nick Kucherov, who had a goal, three assists. And another player was point with a goal to assist and El Dominique with 26 saves and one goal allowed on him. So really good goalie play by the Lightning. So I'm glad that the Lightning were able to uh, win, even though I'm a Steelers fan. I mean, I, why is he a Steelers? I meant to say the Penguins. In tomorrow's action, there is 10 games. Um, the big games tomorrow that are be going on is the um, Avalanche and Penguins. Penguins being at ten and ten versus the Avalanches, who are sixteen and six. So that could be a good matchup. The Toronto Maple Leafs and um, Buffalo Sabers. Tr- uh, Toronto at nineteen and eight as Buffalo is seventeen seven. That could be a really good game because they both have really good records and both have really good talent, have really talented players. And this could be the game of the night is the Washington Capitals versus the Golden Knights. Um, Vetchkin with 19 goals already in Vegas. With Jay Marshett with their leading with 10 goals. And then the worst game of the night is the probably the Coyotes versus the Kings. Kings at 10-16, the Coyotes at 12-11. Oh, that is so pathetic. I want you guys to answer this question. Do you think the southern states, like Arizona, Florida Panthers, like do you think they should even be in the NFL? I mean, they don't get talent, I feel like. Their teams are terrible every year. So I want you guys' opinion on social media if you think that uh, those teams should be in it. I, I personally don't think so. I just don't think they have the talent like the other teams do. As the other teams get um, more more talent and they're not getting, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to speak, but like, as you can just say, it's hard to explain. But I just feel like the Southern teams aren't getting prospects. Like, they're not getting young guys, and they're going with these younger, mediocre players, and they, they still don't have a chance of winning, and Coyotes have struggled forever, and so has the Panthers. So I think, I just, I don't know. I just don't think, it, do, I, it doesn't make sense in my eyes to have a hockey team like Arizona, but that, that, that's just my opinion. And I also <laughs> I want to slide back into the NBA. Um, tomorrow, there's some good games, but the primetime games for the NBA, they do have like Monday night. Wednesday night and Friday night. So on Wednesday, the there's a finals matchup with the Warriors versus the Cavaliers. Um, the Warriors are at sixteen and nine, 
and the Cavaliers are five and sixteen. So, I mean, this is no contest for Warriors, but if you want to see a finals rematch, there you go. If you, you're interested in that, and then another game is good game is the Sixers versus the Raptors, both rivals. The Raptors at twenty and five, and the Seventy Sixers at seventeen four. Joel Embiid averages 27 points per game, while Kawhi Leonard averages 25.5 points per game. And then a game I'll be watching personally is Clippers versus the Grizzlies at 7 o'clock. I'm a Clippers fan. Grizzlies are at 15-7. Their leading score is Tobias Harris with 21.4 points per game. And Marcus Gasol, who is really old, averages 18 points per game for the Grizzlies. Those are really two main games I would watch. And obviously the Lakers at 14-9 are finally turning it around. So I'm glad that they're trying to find a groove. I mean, I'm not a LeBron fan. I never will be. But, guys, we get to watch arguably the greatest player of all time play. So it's uh, really lucky to see that. And he does have – I mean, he has years left. We're not too many, so I would kind of cherish him. As we get to see him as well as he plays. I mean, he averages 27.8 points per game. And he's 32. I mean, he averages more than the young guys. So, I mean, we should really think about that. Because he's our... What do you guys think? Who do you think is the best player of all time? I mean, people can argue Michael Jordan or KD. Well... When I say KD, I mean say KD. Well, Chamberlain, possibly. Oscar Robinson. Larry Bird. You name any of those guys. You can have a case for them. But I think it's really down to Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And I think that LeBron's better. I think they play two different positions, yes. But I think LeBron's more physical. He's tougher. He came out of high school. Uh, I mean, I don't – hold on, guys. I, I didn't look this up. Sorry about that. I I, I just want to see real quick if uh, Michael Jordan came out of high school or not because if Michael Jordan didn't come out of high school, I think that gives a bigger case for LeBron because, you know, he came out of high school and he had hype, he had pressure in high school to do well, and he delivered, and he really turned out to uh, – he exceeded expectations coming out of high school. Let's be honest here. He he did way better than we ever thought he would. And then he still exceeded. He passed so many legends already. And he has still has like seven, eight years left. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of insane if you think about it. Um, Michael Jordan went to North Carolina. I forgot about that for three years from 81 to 84. I don't know. I just feel like Michael Jordan, um, on the court, he did a lot, obviously. I mean, the fact that he was able to quit basketball, play three years of baseball, come back, and then win three more NBA championships is, is incredible. But LeBron's been more, and he hasn't had the supporting cast as Jordan had with you know, Rodman and Scottie Pippen and those guys. I mean, I guess in 16, I'll be fair. The Cavaliers had Love and Irving. But 
did the Bulls have to face a team like the Warriors at the time? I don't think so. I mean, it's hard to beat Durant, Curry, Clay, Draymond. I mean, that ain't Guadalla. That's a hard team to beat. And LeBron has done it. So I think he has to argue, argue there. And then off the court for both these guys, they've both really built their brands. Um, it says here Michael Jordan is worth $1.7 billion, but obviously his uh, what's really made his money is his uh, shoe brand because that's, as we all know, like one of the most famous shoe brands around. I mean, you could say Jordan, and they would all know what you're talking about. I mean, Jordan shoes go for a lot on base price, but when he – Add the fact that when he drops some exclusive stuff, it sells out real fast and it goes real, it just goes way real quick. Like it sells out really fast. And LeBron James worth is about $440 million. That's still a lot. And LeBron has his own brand and give him time. I mean, LeBron's not even done playing yet. And he's almost halfway to Jordan's money. So. You think about it, I think they're both good marketers. What they did on the court has really affected their off the um, off the court uh, business actions. I mean, he has his own company, his own business. He does well. He sells jerseys out. Um, so I think it's really smart. I feel like a lot of players, this is a stat, and after three years of being in the league, they blow all their money and they're piss poor. So for these guys to really manage their money, it's really smart and obviously turn that money into make it more money, good investments for these two players to make. But the real king of off the court like success is Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, have you seen the Goldmate commercials, the Buick commercials, the General Car Church commercials? We all know he doesn't fit in the Buick. That's <laughs> uh, a joke. Obviously, I, I think he would, but. I mean, he does all these commercials. I know Shaq says he. I saw that he has his own line of clothing and suits. Yeah, I know he does commercials for J.C. Penny. These guys, what they've done with their money is they turn it in, and they they make smart business decisions. And topic people want to work with these guys because they make smart business decisions. Have you guys seen the uh, security thing called Ring or whatever, where it's like supposed to be at your doorbell? It's supposed to be like a camera on your phone? I think Shaq bought part of the company. And I saw a uh, sit-down interview with him, and he said that he will not invest or buy into a company unless he actually likes the product. So really good for Shaq. And you just, when you get to the league and you get that much money, I think players think, oh, look what I have. I have all this money. I got to go blow it. But you have to be smart. I think what happens is, I mean, there's stories of people who have been at the high of the high. And then what happens? They blow all their money. And next thing you know, they're at the bottom with no money. You just got to be able to invest your money really smartly, like these guys have, which I've given just three examples. And I think you'll be fine. I mean, obviously, when you get into the league, I mean, companies want to sponsor you, so that's making money. I know the number one pick, DeAndre Ayn, had like a $60 million Puma deal. 
Not many athletes, I don't think, signs with Puma. I mean, obviously, uh, Bricky Fowler, but he's golf, if you know who I'm talking about. I mean, really, other than that, that's a lot of money for a rookie. And so, I think in the league, when you get to the league, there's a money management class. Um, you have to you have to take because believe me, you don't want to be spending all your money in like a night, and then you realize, oh, I still got to take care of my day to day life. So, I like how I'm talking about like financial stuff, and I'm not, I'm not a financial banker at all. Um, last thing, I just want to give you an update on the uh, Washington game. The Philadelphia Eagles are up twenty-two to thirteen at Washington's twenty-eight with fourth and three with eleven minutes and fifty seconds left in the fourth quarter. I think the Eagles will just finish out this game and win. The Redskins aren't much of a challenge with uh, Mark Sanchez. So yeah, guys, that's all I want to talk about for this podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please applaud me on Anchor. Follow the follow by social media. It's down in the bio. So yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you tell your friends and family about my podcast. So yeah, guys, see you next time on 